Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It's the Raw Wrap-Up. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter. It's the Hangout Editions of the podcast we do every week. Talking about Monday Night Raw. Minutes after it goes off air, brought to you in part by our friends. Hey, that's kind of us at PittsburghWrestling.com, including the uh, fantastic recent IWC Reloaded featuring Tommy Dreamer and a bunch of new titles from Vicious Outcast Wrestling, including Davey Richards, Rhino, and so much more digital downloads starting at $7.99 for the recent ones and even lower for some of the other ones. So go check them out at PittsburghWrestling.com. But with me tonight, I'm Mike Sorg, of course, in Mayhem Studios doing the Hangout uh, in Pittsburgh, PA. But with me from Poughkeepsie, New York, it's Mad Mike. Sorg, can you make the snow stop? Snow? I caught a little bit of it. Thankfully, it was... It was, it was not my part of the city, but... Wait, we're, oh, you're in the store. I'm surprised they didn't cancel Raw again. Wait, 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 excuse me. Side note, I know this isn't Raw-related, but isn't the name of your storm Marcus? Sure. Is it a Canadian destroyer? Um, wouldn't that be Petey? Oh, no, but he did a Canadian destro- destroyer in Cleveland a few months ago. Oh. No, I, I just assume it, it comes in like a gigolo. <sighs> Marcus Bagwell. Also yeah. with us from Pittsburgh, PA, of somebody who I hope will not also make Buff Bagwell jokes unless it's about a mom on a pole match. It's Matt Carlin's, our friend in the mainstream media. Best I had was I was going to ask Mike if his Storm's middle name is Alexander. That's all I had, I swear <laughs> yes. to God. Um, Sorg, by the way, you're foreshadowing something that's coming up on Watch Party very, very soon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Help us all. Help us all. Uh, you can check out those Watch Parties, all that stuff at youtube.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Um, check out yeah. Total Divas. Total Divas, a lot of uh, good discussion there. I'm, I'm sad I'm not going to be able to get to Total Divas for a couple days because I want to get to your guys' show wrapping up Total Divas that you can also get at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Oh, we talk about wrapping it up, Sorg. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, anyways, tonight we had... Uh, well, okay, well, let's explain something. I was not in attendance. I got to see most of Raw, a good maybe about an hour of Raw on, on mute at a bar TV, so I caught a little bit of what's going on tonight. Um, the best then, way to watch. So, mm-hmm. so I want to let you guys explain to me, first of all, what's the best thing that happened on Raw tonight that I might have missed? What is the reason that I'm not happy that I missed Raw tonight? Can you tell me? I, there's, a lot of, like, there's a lot of stroking of the chins. And uh, Matt, do you have one? The best thing that happened on Raw tonight was the segment with Rusev and Cena in which Rusev just laid out all his grievances for Cena, told him how old he was, how busted up he was, mm-hmm. told ran, they ran a video package showing Cena being all busted up. Every injury that Cena's ever had, I think, was in this package. And um, eventually Cena and his pink guy came out, and they traded a few insults, and Rusev and Cena decided that the talking was done, and they met in the middle of the ramp, and they started to throw bombs. 
and Rusev and Cena brawl to the top of the ramp, and then Rusev pokes Cena in his last good eye and rendered him incapacitated. And uh, I believe that was uh, that was about the end of that. But it was great. Awesome. It looked like it was pretty crazy from uh, the bar TV tonight. By the way, respect to uh, uh, Silky's down on Liberty Avenue. Um, I don't know if that's still Bloomfield, but uh, for putting on Raw, just because I made a passing comment about how everybody was watching at home and he stuck it on TV, I'm like, fucking right, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mike, what, what was the high point for you for Raw tonight? Oh, my high point. I had two, Sorg. Um, BNZ. I love it. I love bad news. the Bad News Zone so much. Uh, we learned that there's a monkey running for mayor in El Paso. We looked at the New York Knicks coach is going door-to-door uh, arguing with fans. We, we learned so much from Bad News Barrett. But um, as far as an actual segment, something that they put thought into, the promo. Well, somebody put Triple thought H into that. Triple H and Sting. Oh, yeah? My God. Well, you, you need Triple to H and... Not Triple really. Triple H and Damien, Damien Sting, though. <laughs> you imply that Sting was there. Don't imply that Sting was there. No, I'm saying the promo for it. Yes. The promo for it, because they showed, like, they showed trees where it looked like it had the Sting face paint, and then they showed trees where it looked like it had the Triple H crown. It's really good. At the end of the day, it's kind of pointless, because it's Sting accepting to be face-to-face with someone. Not in a match. It's like, it's like an RSVPing for a pregame party. Well, you can't promote the pay-per-view based on them being face-to-face if Sting had to come out and face-to-face tell Hunter, yes, I'll be there. See you uh, in two weeks. I know, but you didn't need to actually like, have Triple H say, like, God, why didn't he let me know if he's coming? <laughs> I want to know. Sting! Like, I don't know. It, it's like if you promote Triple H face to face with Sting at Fastlane, that tells me Sting's gonna be there. I I know I know this because if he wasn't gonna be there, you wouldn't promote it. I would just like to point out about that segment. Um, it was pretty ambitious, and I thought that um, just upon the first viewing. I thought the normally stellar uh, live camera work of the uh, WWE production crew came up a little bit short. It looked like they were missing their shots on it a little bit. And I think the timing of the the final reveal of the uh, last thing in the ring uh, was a little bit off. Uh, And and that's always frustrating because it was like, it was a lot, it was awesome and it was super ambitious. Um, But it looked like there was a little bit of confusion during it too. But maybe that's just the TV guy in me trying to get out, Sorg. I don't know. I, I think it mostly worked because you can tell that that wasn't Sting, but Triple H was just reacting to the to the makeup. I, I'm not even talking about whether or not you could tell it was a fake Sting or a real Sting or not. It's just the just the sense of like whenever he was, they were doing like the the spotlights on the opposite sides of the arena. It it looked like it took the camera guy like a second to figure out where he should be pointing the camera. Uh, and maybe that was by design. I, I took that as I the camera that, following Triple H's eye. And when that last reveal came and and the, they they brought the the spotlight up on the ring real quick, and I presume that guy dressed up as Sting was supposed to just be standing there, but you could still see him kind of like starting to stand up. It's just a little thing like that. It's not 
a deal breaker or anything like that. It's just a deal where WWE was doing a super ambitious segment, and when you're doing something like that and the timing isn't just right, um, you'll have a hiccup in there. But, I mean, I think the reaction to it on Twitter is overwhelmingly positive, so everyone seemed to like it, and I'm sure when they run the video package, you won't even be able to tell, so it'll be all good. Mm-hmm. Fix it in post. Yeah. Fix probably, it in post. They'll probably grab a different angle from it or something. It does make you wonder what they're gonna, what, what they're gonna. I mean, clearly, um, Sting is doing like the Undertaker bit where he can just like, just make crazy stuff happen whenever he's he feels like it. You gotta wonder what he's gonna pull off at Fastlane now. He's gonna have. I mean, they they keep you know, gotta raise the stakes now. You gotta come well, you up got, with something else they got the WWE budget now behind them. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, look I, at already what we're seeing with Finn Balor versus what he saw you saw in 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 Japan, right? Um, there's just more thought going into things. And I think Triple H is going to be carried off by a murder of crows. <laughs> there will be there will be live birds in play at some point between now and WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I, they have to have trained crows somewhere. I mean, you've got to put these things to work. Who this has to happen? Crows? <gasps> oh my God, you guys! I just figured this out. You know who put that video package together? Solomon Crow. There you go. Bam. Bam. And and that's why Solomon Crow is angry at Triple H because Triple H has delayed his NXT debut. Sorg, this is the Illuminati. We're there. <laughs> we're getting out there. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta there. make a hand. Is this the Illuminati sign? There. I think we're in trouble if we do this on video, aren't we? Like, I think we're on like like a no. CIA list now. It's fine. We just figured this whole thing out, Sorg. Google has like hand Sting? motion. Confirmed. Sting for NXT. Somewhere? Are we are we declaring war? What if I put the fingers out? Does that make it well, less? No, that's a diamond cutter. That's, that, diamond that's, cutter. that's a diamond cutter. Oh, hey, uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard uh, DDP. I uh, hope you're getting better out there. He's but, out uh, of the hospital. He is out of the hospital. Okay, but well, that's kind of scary that that, that what happened there. But we'll, we'll maybe talk about that later. Um, anything else? What, what am I missing? I did see. Um, I did see Dean Ambrose beat up. Uh, by Axel Mania is very catchy. I got to put that out there. Um, mm-hmm. And we saw a big. Uh, we were talking about this before. Um, you know, I, I I respect Big Show and King <laughs> as big guys being in the business as long as they have. Kane, even though we might be a little bit tired of him, um, he does what. He's not bad at what he does, right? Um, uh, I'm, I'm more tired of Big Show. Dude, he's listen. a better big guy at his age than most big guys. Period. You cannot deny that. Yeah. Yeah. If mid forties big guy. Yeah. But you're comparing him against Kane, who I mean, I, mean, I ain't gonna lie. No, I'm talking back about in the Kane. Day, I'm talking about Kane. Fifteen years ago, Kane was my boy. Kane yeah. was. One of my favorite guys. And to Here. watch him now, it's sad. It brings me down. Watch him do his lame old running, falling over the top rope deal now. Watch him wrestle in slacks. It's damn depressing, Sorg. When did Kane become a well-dressed backyard wrestler? I Here, don't Here's like what I'm it. thinking, though. Like, if we didn't have... Because you need heavies in the authority. You need people to stand behind Seth Rollins... Kane and Big Show fit that role perfectly. If it wasn't them, if let's just say they both retired, who would you have in that role? Eric Rowan, Luke Harper? Like, do you really want some young guys to be 
taking up the spots where they just get beaten up by the big faces. You know what? It, I, Kane and Big Show have like been there long beat, enough. No, it's not like they get beat up every week, Mike. These are the two guys who like bullied like half of the young guys on the roster in the Royal Rumble. It's not like Big Show and Kane are just taking loss after loss after loss week after week. These guys are getting plenty of chances but to, it's to, to also get wins not, on TV. It's also not like they ultimately win anything. They're no. they're constantly Which is under well no but they're constantly under like they're on the same level as J and J security as far as actually going to accomplish something. They're the thing that's, that needs that's to be how overcome. The, that's how, that's the way that's how the fans view them because they know that those two guys are going nowhere. But if they had a couple youngsters that they wanted to to bring in there and drop in those two spots, the fans would be more on board because they would know that there was some upward mobility for those guys. Okay, so you know, they really they've seen everything Kane and the Big Show can do, so they're they're not into it. You think about it this way, um, and as I lean on this incredibly old iMac I know is on the set right now because I forgot to move it. Sorry, guys. Um, but this is comfy, actually. I might leave this here for the shows tomorrow night, um, Tuesday, uh, live.sogertronmedia.com all evening long. Um, but anyways, um, like I look at you look at the J&J security, you look at Kane and Big Show, they're just like, look at the ministry. Ministry was mm-hmm. to put over Taker. Like, he's the main guy. Seth Rollins is your undertaker in this. Uh, uh, your Kane and Big Show are the APA. Midian. Uh, and, and look what happened. No, but look what happened to the Acolytes right. after the Ministry of Darkness. Those guys became a team. But those they guys were on the way up. Those guys were on the way up. The, the, the whole authority thing, that, now they took J&J Security, Noble and Mercury, plucked them from thin air. Retirement. Put them in suits, put them on TV. And, and the authority has done more for J&J Security just because fans hadn't but, seen them for so long, that that's a nostalgia thing. Yeah, but so, I don't think it's even nostalgia. nostalgia. It's because they're fresh. Big Show and Stan Kane are stale as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hey. pretty sure we can't call 40-year-old Jamie Noble and 40-year-old Jamie Mercury. J&J. It's not about J&J. old. It's not old versus young. It's stale no. versus fresh. And it's, no, it's, Noble and Mercury were unseen forever. Listen, listen. J&J Security is a, a hardcore evening gown match away from being Briscoe and Patterson. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're more capable just because of their age and their style. Um, I mean, they're, well, they're generally younger than those two were in that same role, which I think adds to it. And they guys can still go. And if there's issues that they are retired and you know, you know, don't hit Joey Mercury in the face, please. It might explode. And keep Jamie Noble away from Sheamus. Uh, period. Um, <laughs> So I think that's fine, and but again, they're all just foils for getting Seth Rollins over. Seth Rollins has his personal army, you know, behind him, which I think really works for that. I mean, it is just getting a little tiresome. I, it, it honestly is. But you're going to have this at least until WrestleMania. But, but we have had this for like a year and a half in this semi configuration. But right? see, the thing, the thing about it is, if you think about it, corporate Kane is a relatively new thing. Right. Right. Relatively new, like. But I don't consider it relatively. Com- I don't consider it relatively compelling. Is the issue? Um, I think. I and again. I mean, we, hey, we got a little look at it, like how how hard is it to book TV like this and everything? Um, and I can get in a whole other rant about script keeping and, and uh, logic that I'm sure you would love, Mad Mike. That I got into at a bar tonight uh, <laughs> when we were talking about uh, pilots and television because tonight I was at a thing about narrative uh, filmmaking and, and television writing. 
And uh, I look at wrestling and I just shake my head at it. You know, they're missing a key component. But anyways, I'm not getting into that. Uh, underground. But Mike, we should have this conversation. I think this might be a bullet point tomorrow night on on the main show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might have to hold up uh, Matt's uh, Death of WCW book report. I'm sorry. Which uh, also discusses logic. Well, yeah, I guess so too. <laughs> That's funny. Or lack thereof. But anyways, anything else? Anything else we want to touch on real quick? I know the guys at the bar are really liking the ladies at the, on the match uh, um, tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paige fooled me into thinking that she had gotten tattoos, when mm-hmm. in fact it, it was the complete opposite. What she was actually doing was um, paying tribute to uh, a fellow named Drew McDonald, who I guess played a big role in getting her into WWE. And a lot of people noticed I didn't because I'm an yeah. ignorant mainstreamer. But uh, pretty, pretty much everyone on uh, like every European wrestler you can think of was doing some sort of tribute to Drew McDonald tonight. Did he, did he pass or what? What was the story? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he passed passed okay. Um, maybe our friend uh, across the pond, uh, Dan Hinkles, can fill us in on that. That joined us last week from Serious Parody. Um, um, let's see what else happened. Uh, Sheamus is coming back. They started airing promos for him. Can I mention? Um, I I didn't take in too much uh, of the of the tag team match. I, I am going to watch the Hulu 90 minute version tomorrow uh, morning uh, when I kick off uh, some work uh, of Raw, uh, so I can kind of get a, a gist of what happened. Especially when I want to check out the Sting, Sting promo you guys were talking about. Um, but uh, Natty, can I make a mention for Natty? Uh, I I because uh, I've noticed this because I follow her on Instagram. Um, I don't know what she's doing. If it's just the hair, or if she's doing something else. But I love heel, and I'm like the looks. The, the look is changing, like significantly changing. Like I she think she got a little different. work done. What? I think she got a little work done. You think so? Is that what? When happened? did she get work done? The face? I think so. I, I, it's it's something in the face. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's something in the face, and I was wondering something about in, that. It looks like she got like it tightened, or I I don't know what it is. I don't know. Well, she looks good, don't get me wrong, yeah, but she, looks, but good, she but... looks good. I love, you were talking about on the Midweek War for SmackDown, like that heel change, like, I was just trying to do something nice, you know, thing that happened. And I love heel Natty, and I hope they run well, to the hills with this. Sorg, I, 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 I was live tweeting from the Mayhem Show account, and I think I finally figured out Natalia. Mm-hmm. She is WWE's Charlie Brown. Okay, and this is if... Tra- Jeez, there's a heel yes. turn that should have happened ages ago. Forget John Cena. Where's the Charlie Brown heel turn? Charlie Brown. Other than that, other than the dog and the niceties and the uh, meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown is the ultimate uh, 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 super villain origin story. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much difference between Charlie Brown and Edward Nigma in the Gotham show. I know we're crossing yeah. over our podcasts here. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We, 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 well, we, um, take take someone, Lucy and uh, put her through the barbershop window. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, no, yeah. someone responded to me and asked if that made Tyson Kidd Woodstock. I don't think that's the case because I think Tyson and Cesaro would be Peppermint Patty and Marcy, respectively. Yes. yes. Which is which? Don't answer yeah. that. No, let no, everybody, no, no. Let, let everybody else decide. Kid is Peppermint Patty because Peppermint Patty wants to get with Charlie Brown, but Peppermint Patty and Marcy are obviously an item, just like Kid and Cesaro. I mean, that's that's right. It's right there, plain as day. Plain as day. You never know. Guys, on that note, let us know what you think. At Mayhem Show on Twitter. Thank you. At Mad Mike 4883. He also joins me on Rambling Movie Minute. 
on uh, thatramblingreview.com. Uh, Matt Carlins, he's at Mainstream Matt with one T. Also, mainstreammatt.blogspot.com, where uh, he's uh, he's defending uh, uh, Roman Reigns recently uh, on there last yeah. week, as well as the results from the main into that skid, Roman. The Mayhem Mania, the wonderful. I do we call this like a fantasy draft kind of thing? I mean, I, I don't know how to how do we. It's. It's more like a competitive thought experiment. Competitive so. thought experiment. It's There's competitive a fantasy book. <laughs> Please let us know what you think <laughs> with the hashtag uh, Charlie Brown heel turn as well. Um, <laughs> and we can join us Wrestling Mayhem Show about 9 p.m. Eastern time at uh, live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. We're also going to have the extremely cute superstar, former WWE ECW <gasps> and current IWC star Colin Delaney. <laughs> Screwed up. Colin Delaney is going to join us on the Indie Mayhem Show about between 11 and 11.30 at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. He's just coming off his big rematch with Tommy Dreamer at mm-hmm. IWC Reloaded recently. You can check all that stuff out at pittsburghwrestling.com. I'm so sorry, sir. I have to like amen you on all that Colin Delaney talk. I get all excited. He was awesome <laughs> at that IWC show. and it, I, I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. It's going to be great. Uh, can I just mention one more thing sure. before we go? Uh, prayers for Seth Rollins' Twitter account. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh jeez. And that's I want to think Seth Rollins more exposed than Roman Reigns has been all year. Uh, look it up. Just go look at WrestleZone or something. I'm sure there's a story for that somewhere about what exactly happened. I'm I'm just collecting the facts because I came in late tonight. But anyway, so I'm sure. the internet is forever. Internet is forever. Internet and is nothing forever. is private as you think no. it is. Not even Snapchat. That's why I only show my hindquarters on Snapchat. You can follow me, Sorgatron, on there as well. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, This has been another Raw Wrap-Up. Please share it with your friends. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.